0: happy woo wednesdays everyone i have my buddy larry marshall in the get it heck yes house he is from elevate films llc and he made me my carissa photography page to book out my team and also um, my coaching video on heckyesmedia.co go check it out or go check it out on my instagram i pinned it to the top it's amazing I love it love it love it and he made me look so good with all his amazing filters I like better than I was uh, my last promo video and when I was 23 so kudos to him and yeah we talk all about video today you are going to love it enjoy this episode time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your girl, Carissa Wu. I have my friend Larry Marshall in the house. He helps live event pros build trust, increase sales, and unleash their potential through the power of video. And he just made my amazing promo video for my Carissa Woo photography and my Heck Yes media. And wow, I look good. <laughs> you <made me> look- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the goal that's the goal
0: yes I mean I'm almost 40 and you put that amazing filter that I had no idea about and I never looked better I honestly look better than my when I did it when I was 23 <laughs>
1: To everyone listening, are I, I, you talking about the age reduction filter? It can be yours for just one hundred dollars. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> can I yes. have that in real life? AI, just like a real person. <laughs> we're
1: get we're getting there. We're getting there. Like Yay. I don't know what the future holds, but yeah.
0: Oh well, yeah. yeah. Just to preface this, um, I met Larry at um, in Whippa, and mm-hmm. he's just like a cool guy. I call you Larry Bear. He's just like personable, and everyone loves him. And I loved his promo brand videos. Um, I loved Holly Gray's "Anything But Gray's" video, her um, little brand story um, mm-hmm. business card video, which is so cool. And I said, "Yeah, I gotta hire this guy." And you, we had a sales call. Um, you asked me the most amazing questions. We'll talk more about that later. Later. And yeah, the summer we filmed in my house and you came mm-hmm. along with me to some weddings. And now I've just been running into you everywhere WMBA, WIPO events, um, you know, just everywhere. you're everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. I'm
1: excited to chat. <laughs> hey, me too. Well, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go way, way back to Little air Bear when you're growing up, but just tell everyone like what you were like growing up and a little bit about you.
1: First of all, my mom calls me Lair Bear. So it's a very near endearing term to me. But uh, yes, I'm Chrissy yes. Bear. So you're
0: Larry Bear. <laughs> my mom calls me Chrissy
1: <laughs> Bear. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, well, I've, okay, everybody says this uh, Oh, I've been doing, you know, so and so for as long as I can remember. Well, I actually have been. And I <laughs> say that the other people haven't, but I have been filming, doing video since like VHS tapes when I was like nine or 10 years old, when my parents would actually let me have access to the camera and, you know, cause it was the family camera, right? Like be careful mm-hmm. with it. You know, the thing's worth like three or four grand or whatever people paid mm-hmm. for back then. Um, and uh, I enjoyed filming myself running around as a kid. Again, nine, ten. I think I filmed myself playing video games. It's just the weirdest thing looking back at what I would oh, do with the camera. Like I would just film a, I would film a TV and I don't know why, I don't know why it makes no sense. I'd be like, let's film me playing a game. It's just what I wanted to do. And um,
0: interesting
1: that love for, for video just carried through high school where I um, started doing video. I'll call it professionally because I was paid for some of my work. This would have been in 2003. So that is 20 years ago now.
0: Wow. Um,
1: when we were still shooting on tape, wasn't digital. And um, I filmed someone's wedding for like 200 bucks. It was just like another high school teacher's daughter who was getting married. And yeah, I thought 200 bucks was like the most amount of money you could ever make, you know, totally. ever. especially when you're uh 16 years old or so. And um, yeah, so that's, that's generally the background. I mean, I've also in high school, I did, you know, you do the news, we had all these televisions in every room and I wasn't on the news, but I was one of the technical people behind it that would, you know, edit it all together. And that's where we learned how to do all of that nonlinear editing programs were finally starting to come and um, become affordable, it, like only cost like $5,000 to get into it, which is like the lowest barrier you oh, could yeah. possibly imagine um i didn't have that money my school had that money so Mm. we learned through our high school um media program so ever since then i've just been doing my own thing with video literally all the time i i don't um i I didn't i've had other jobs but for the most part like video is what has helped me pay for everything
0: wow you could have been uh you're like kind of ahead of your time you could have been you know a uh, youtube I, influencer like yes okay, boy you know like ryan's world
1: <laughs> yeah it feels i have i don't have my own youtube channel in the sense of like a vlogger but like if youtube was really big back then um it was you know that's when it was starting to get going i don't even think google had bought it yet at that time but um yeah like i definitely <laughs> if i was in high school i would definitely be a big uh video content like vlogger just like showing everything all the time that's that's definitely what i'd be doing yeah
0: yeah you're definitely the most techie guy I know even when we came on this podcast you're like I have my mic my double mic and all this tech going I'm like Larry this is my podcast
1: <laughs> I gotta make it look good though you're gonna make I'm gonna make it to look the best it can I'm supposed
0: look. to make it look good <laughs> it,
1: well. it well this is my rough lighting setup I didn't get one of my lights set up but it's okay
0: <laughs> yeah okay let's go back okay so it's interesting so um, you used your family's camera and yeah. you just, for some weird reason, you like to video things. Like what was going on in like your mind when you watched back to these videos and how did like it evolve to like high school? And um, was there someone that like inspired you um, that also shot video? Like, I just want to like kind of pick your brain a little bit. I don't
1: think there was anyone in particular that, video was just so new um, I, just the movies. Like at the time I was like, I'm going to work in the movies for sure. Mm. Um, and I have worked in the movies. I have done two feature films um, as the most technical position on the set um, in the camera department, of course, uh, which is the first assistant camera. But um, in terms of someone influential is actually a teacher. My high school teacher who was also a producer at Procter & Gamble. I grew up in Cincinnati, uh, Ohio, which is where P&G is as their Mm -hmm. headquarters. So um, he would produce and uh, like commercials and stuff. And then during the school year, uh, he just kind of wanted to get away from it. And so he got hired by our high school to teach digital media with cameras and editing and lighting and audio. And it was just, eye-opening to me to be able to experience all of that so early wow i definitely knew i wanted to do something like that and then i went to college in telecommunications which is kind of like mass communication so like the news Mm -hmm. uh sports coverage um and then i minored in film production which should be no surprise and from there i (laughs) it's funny uh People generally wouldn't hire me because I had too many credentials. Like I had a hard time getting hired just at like random places. Cause they're like, you have a college degree and I'm, you know, and uh, I, I, I generally the business doesn't need a college degree. Like you don't need one unless you're going to work in the news. And I didn't want to work in the news. Um, they just don't really need a four-year degree. Uh-huh. Um, and so I just started my own business and that was, that's kind of like the history. I was like, fine. If nobody's going to hire me, I'm just going to, Make it happen on my own, like I'll just take control and make it happen.
0: You were literally like overqualified.
1: (laughs) I was over well, yeah, but I mean, like, I could have worked at like a post house or which is like an editing house or like a rental place, and that would have been good. But just in the end, I was just like, you know, I mean, I did work, I mean, I did work for like a startup company in Chicago, um, where we would do something kind of similar to what I made for you, but on a much lighter, faster nationwide scale. So wow. we, we had like hundreds of videographers in cities and businesses would they would come in for a few hours and film and then interview them while the business was open. It was kind of crazy. And then uh, the footage would get shipped to Chicago. And I had a team of editors um, that would edit all of that together. Not my company again. Um but it was a company that was backed by like the guys that founded Groupon. If anybody mm, remembers yeah. Groupon, nobody, nobody does Groupon as much anymore, but I do. Um, <laughs> you do, but uh, a lot of people it dropped off, which the watch is why the stock mm. tanked. But um, yeah, at the time they had like billions of dollars and they were just like, let's let's put money into startups, like in wow. all over the place, different types. And so um, I was hired there as the uh, post-production manager for all of the posts. So, yeah i mean i don't know if that answers your question but
0: that's... yeah um, Te- you, teachers you... teachers
1: are the influential people no that's
0: around. amazing can you name job like the movies that you worked on
1: uh yeah i mean but they're small like indie films oh, okay they're not like major major productions yeah, 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 yeah. um i did one called chrysalis uh, it was filmed in gary indiana because if you don't know anything about indiana gary indiana is like an abandoned town mm. okay it was a steel town and all the steel jobs left but we needed a town that was post-apocalyptic uh so it needed to look like it had just been run down for decades and that place was perfect um so because it was like a whole zombie apocalypse thing <laughs> um the whole feature film was shot actually on a 5d mark Three. wow um which at the time was like crazy but um it worked for us very hard to pull focus on that by the way and uh Then uh, the other one was called Swan Song, also shot in Indiana, Mm. um, actually by an Academy nominated director uh, for a short film that he did in the 70s. But he's been making films for a long time. His name's John Hancock. Like, not like the John Hancock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I was
0: like, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like,
1: that, like, sign your John Hancock. But his Yay. name happens to be John Hancock. Oh, he's, funny. he's like eighty some years old now. So wow. I think he made one more movie, but it was supposed to be his last movie, which is why it was called Swan Song. Oh, um cool. And that one was another fun one, and that was shot on a larger cinema camera and had a a more significant budget of around uh-huh. a quarter million dollars. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the whole for a whole budget for a film is like shoestring. That's like, yeah, movie. yeah, for sure. Um, we had 42 shoot days for that. The other Chrysalis film, like its budget was 50,000. So like wow. talking everyone's working at basically no pay. Like I think I was paid a thousand dollars for the whole thing, which is again, nothing. I think that yeah, one had yeah. seven, 17 days of shooting. Um, wow.
0: So how yeah. did you start like working with wedding professionals and like, how did you start elevate films? LLC? Yeah.
1: So when I, um, when no one would hire me, I started my own business and that that was naturally gravitated towards wedding films. Um, That was kind of like, I had done a few weddings. I probably done Mm -hmm. five or six and I was like, okay, let's lean into this a little bit more. And then, um, you know, you're in the, you're in the $750,000 range, somewhere around there. I'm very open about finances and how much things cost, by the way. So Mm. feel free to ask any questions about that stuff. Um, And uh, it, was going well uh you book a lot when you're in the lower tier mm-hmm. you know you, you tend to burn out and overwork yourself too much but you do get a lot of experience so that hopefully mm-hmm. you can raise your rates mm-hmm. and that was back in 2011 that i started that i was living in indiana and then um i did that for six seven years there just serving wedding clients um Did really well. And then my wife got a job here in Southern California working at Cal State Long Beach as a professor. That's why we were in Indiana was to get her PhD from Purdue. Wow. And and, um, so I was like, yeah, sure, I can do video anywhere. So I just uplifted everything, came over here. I still had a few clients back in Indiana for a couple of years because then the pandemic hit. Um, But um, I just didn't want to uh do i didn't want to film weddings anymore that was about at the 10 year uh, maybe it was that like the eight year mark of filming weddings under my brand and i just really wanted to get away from it yeah and transition mostly just because of lifestyles like i wanted more of my saturdays back
0: exactly um
1: you know i'm, I'm a caretaker for my dad and mm. he needed me to ha- not have a day where suddenly i'm like not able to be home mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. um so I needed to be able to have like a cancellation and have it not be like a whole thing. Cause you know, it's a thing yeah. when you are, you you know, a visual, you're like the person who's going to be there, the videographer, yeah. the photographer. And, and it's true for anybody, but like, when you're like the person who's going to capture it, yeah. you're like, I have to have a replacement. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. And the day um, you're supposed to
0: shoot my promo video, something happened to your dad too. So yeah, and exactly. It that
1: got rescheduled. So Exactly. And and so fortunately, you know, understanding clients like yourself, and then we're able to still make magic happen. Nonetheless, um, you can just do another, hopefully do another time. And it's not yeah. like a, you're not missing someone's wedding um, in the sense that like that once in a lifetime thing, you know, that we put a lot of pressure on. Um, and I just naturally gravitated towards like, well, I know a lot about weddings. I know a lot about um like i benefit a lot from other vendors incredible work you know basically because i'm like i'm thinking about how like as the videographer like i benefit from having a really well put together wedding you know whether that's the planner or the photographer or the day of coordinator who's doing all of that um it's a big benefit to me uh to be able to film all of that you know the flowers like it, it just all the arrangement and i'm like all these people need to be like recognized like I see work and I'm just like how do they do that? Like how do you wow. how do you make a wall of flowers or a ceiling of flowers, you know? Like how do you do all of this or what is it like to learn the behind the scenes of how a wedding is actually done from start to finish? What are the key things and, and can I highlight that for people? So I wanted to lean into like, well, maybe my clients can shift from the couple to the actual people who are doing the wedding day. So I just I find it very interesting to learn because I learn right alongside anybody else that would be considering hiring a wedding vendor. I'm learning stuff too, which gives me a perspective of that fresh perspective that you want, because as an owner, you kind of, what's, what's layman to you. What's like, oh, I know maybe that's not important uh, because it's so second nature for you, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to ask these questions. Yeah that maybe a customer is asking in their head but they're not going to ask you directly so i just i find that aspect of like figuring out what that is and getting in the mindset of your audience that just was is like so interesting to me and um the sales aspect of it also is completely different uh with weddings they're buying off of emotion for the most part yeah the most part, they're buying off emotion it doesn't really logically make sense to be like yeah i'll shoot your wedding for 10 grand um and that's that you know because they they have to really trust you, to mm. you if you want to mm-hmm. charge five figures they better be trusting you and be really invested in you and, and you better be conveying a really positive experience before they sign that check over to you so i like to figure out how do we do that like how do we get yeah. more people to charge what they want to charge or maybe get the clients that they want to get get away from certain clients You know, as much as we like, oh, I'll take any wedding is like, eventually you go, I don't really want to work in certain, like, I don't know, I don't want to work with, uh, you know, I don't want to do so many Catholic weddings. Like, Uh for example, I just want to do more beach stuff. How do I, how do I do that? You know, less the type of people and more like the type of wedding is what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, and, and that stuff is just really, really interesting to me.
0: Oh, I love that. So that brings us to our hot topic, which is how to create compelling video that lands mm-hmm. you more clients, better clients, and saves you time down the line. So if you go to my website, Carissa Woo Photography. My new video is up. And if you go to heckyesmedia.co, you can see also the video Larry made me and they're both equally as amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so take us away with how to create compelling video that lands you more clients. Pardon this short interruption, but guess what? I have a new program. It's for all wedding professionals. It's called the Triple Threat. We redo your brand messaging, the homepage of your website. Part two is we do all your marketing. We create a beautiful brochure so you could start getting on prefer venue vendor list, and we do all your sales. So. We actually make you a sales presentation, leading your client to the heck yes, so you get paid. I have a free 20-minute demo training. It's only 20 minutes. Go to my Instagram, at Carissa Wu, and DM me the word demo. I will send it right over. It's how to get 10 to 15 quality leads in your inbox per month. Enjoy,
1: guys. Carissa Wu is a L.A. based wedding photographer who's actually turning business coach. She helped me grow and change and I'm so proud to call you coach.
0: Tell us how you're feeling, like I wanna just know a little bit more about your thoughts. Yeah, It's beautiful and you're, you're awesome. It's beautiful, I'm speechless. I just like the fact that it feels like myself, like I can, I feel myself when I see this.
1: Oh man, well, you got me pumped and excited for this. Carissa, thank you. So the first thing I want to speak about here is the difference of two different types of video. Okay. So there's something called video content and then there's something called video assets. And I want to differentiate between the two of these because this is important. Generally video content is when we're referring to um, something that you might film on your phone in the moment you're it's intended for social media uh, in that it will, make its way down the Instagram grid as you post more things, or it's only meant to kind of live in the story. And that's important to have content and a video asset. And I'll, I'll go over more examples and differences here. But the content gets you top of mind because mm. of higher visibility. It keeps mm-hmm. you popping up in someone's life. Like, hey, I'm still here. And here's this like mm. thing I did, you know, whatever it is, the actual the actual subject of what the content is, is a separate issue. But... That's video content is what any buddy can make um, relatively easily because it's shot on your phone. Um, a video asset is something that which is what I made for you. The brand story film. It is going to require a lot more planning and finesse. It's mm. something that lives on digitally for two to five years, just depending on, on how often you're changing direction for your business. It might only serve you for two years and you're like, man, I don't, I don't like. I actually want to update this with, uh, with, with different weddings, with different, a different style that I have now, or, or I talk about this, but I actually don't want to do that anymore. And so I need to update this asset. So an example of the video asset would be the brand story film, uh, that I made for you. Um, and that's going to live on your website. Um, generally for that one, you know, these are longer form things as well, right? So mm-hmm. content is like anywhere from like two seconds to 30 seconds generally. And then the asset is going to be, you know, somewhere in the two minute mark. It's a lot longer, but it's because it's serving a different need in your business. Mm-hmm. It's it's you've got a warm lead, probably who's looking to explore more about you. Um, but the beauty of the the brand story film is you can chop it up into little bits and pieces and put it out as content as well, just to kind of get them interested in you and then maybe they want to go learn the full two to three minutes which is asking a lot of a viewer right like come to my website watch this two minute thing but man when they see it they're either gonna know Uh i want to work with you or maybe this person isn't quite for me and that's okay like you don't you don't want a tire kicker anyway if someone's just shopping around you you kind of want to get you know hopefully someone that's a little warmer and now they they trust you more. That's kind of the big thing. Is is, is it bridges the gap of trust? Yeah. It gets them to like start to know your personality uh-huh. and and it does it really quickly. You know, two minutes, still pretty quick. But if they're on your website and they're clicking play, they're a pretty warm lead. It's a way to close the deal. I recommend everybody like if you have a a, a brand of story film, Chris, send it to every like lead so that they see what you're all about before you know, talking with you before you even get on a phone, phone yeah. call with them. Uh, then they have like the pre-framing. They know what you're all about. And they're like, oh, I like her energy. Like, I really love how she articulated th- my concern about uh-huh. poses, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think I can, like, I don't think I'm a supermodel. Like, I, I mean, literally like what 0.001% of people are like, we yeah. don't know how to pose. <laughs> totally. yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, what no do I do? <laughs> Where do I put my hands? Um, it, So your video, you address that concern, you know, addressing client concerns before they even ask you shows that you're already thinking about them. It's just such a good way to connect with people. Um, So that's what a video asset is. Um, Other types of assets would be like testimonials from past clients. Mm -hmm. Um, They can record it themselves. Um, You can hire a videographer to go get it. Um, But also they they can go on as content. Of course, you would put them on the social media as content, but you would want them to kind of live somewhere else it could could be in the brand story film you could update it and include it in there um frequently asked questions is another type of asset when people are looking at stuff they just want to hear from you Uh about how you do something and you can shoot that yourself like you can just sit down and record it and put that on social media and also have it on your site like next to the text part Uh because some people want to see it some people want to read it it helps seo if you have more videos that are addressing stuff like yeah it just has a bunch of uses um
0: yeah i mean it- just to kind of reiterate that um the brand video that larry made me like it's a full-on production like he had you know his crazy cameras and different angles we had the setup in perfect light i had my glam team there doing my hair mm-hmm. and makeup i showed yeah. my best outfit um, and he asked me really really good questions. He's a great listener. so it's a full-on production. It's not just your average like you know use your phone and you know talk about yeah. some wedding tips. so um, and it is an investment but the investment you know will pay off because you're going to speak to your ideal client, not get those tire kickers like you said but I love this answer that you wrote on the questionnaire um, but what mm-hmm. is your favorite sales technique? How do you get your heck yes from your dream client?
1: listening because not everybody uh needs a brand story film honestly I mean I think I think they have a way of surfing every single wedding vendor but it, you may not want more leads you may be mm. in a position where you want more time like mm. you, you're like I've got all the leads I want which then I would just say then why are they booking you because you probably need to raise your rates Um, Mm -hmm. you, you need to get that, you need to like lower your booking percentage down. If you're like book solid, you know, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, but it still ties into video. Maybe you've got all the leads you want and you're charging your happy price. You're like, I'm making 10 grand a wedding, but I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. So what am I, what can video do to help free up my time? So now is where we start looking at, well, what is your onboard onboarding process like with your clients? And how often are you having to have a lot of conversations Mm -hmm. with a client before, Uh, they book you like, is there a way to kind of automate this a little bit with video where you're able to talk to them and explain to them how this is going to work? Can you do like a a drip campaign with video where you're going to send out stuff in the six months leading up to it or two months or, you know, whatever works for you in your timeline where you're going to go over and address all their, their thoughts as it comes up. And that way, when you do have an actual call with them, like you, you don't have to have it. It doesn't have to be an hour. It could be 20 minutes. It can be a lot less. It can be 10. You could have, I mean, I've had no no pre-calls with people because they just get everything. Yeah. Like they, they, they hired me back when I shot weddings, they hired me, mm. paid my deposit, and then I didn't need to do anything because I, I would send them well, here's how this is going to work for me. I would have videos in there and, and they would be like, I totally get how this is like, I have no further questions really. I mean, and it's a great way for them to continue to be exposed to you and and see how you you conduct yourself and all that matters, right? That's the client experience. Um, and that's going to get your time back. Um, it, it just depends what each person needs. Like, If you do get the same question over and over again, in an email and you're like you know what i should just record myself answering this in 30 seconds and then you have a, a link to that you could send that to them um boom it's answered it's so much faster than typing it out each yeah, time yeah. you could you could show examples of what you're talking about uh put it together i mean there's ways that you a vendor could do it it's easier obviously if you have like a professional like myself to go through this uh-huh, stuff with you uh-huh. and be like i'll edit that i'll get that footage uh-huh. uh Existing footage that you have on your phone, send it to me and I'll put it in there and let's figure out how we can Maybe reduce the amount of time you're spending doing that Mm -hmm. But for the most part people want the ideal client. They want more of their ideal client. They want more Sales and or higher Price per sale and so all that ties together into that client experience through Through video with the brand story film and all of that. So Um the number one thing is listening, because yeah. if I meet a new, if I meet another photographer and they're like, "I love what you did for Chris and I want that," I'd say, "Well, let's first just yeah. take a step back. Let's make sure that what works for her is is that's her style. Yeah, like she's, yeah. You're a bubbly, amazing. Maybe this photographer is just not like that. Yeah. And so they don't want to. They don't want to be something that they're not. Mm-hmm. But they're like, How how can I? tailor that to be for me and that's where me listening to well who's your ideal client yeah what does that look like if you're not getting them right now how can we get them can we nudge them you know people kind of know like oh i'm a good fit for you or they kind of see like i don't know i don't really love this and they move on you know they have 15 photographer tabs open they're going through everybody trying to figure them all out and when you have a video and you have a way to showcase who you are it's going to really help narrow it down and warm up that lead totally
0: but I think also like it shows like how passionate you are as a photographer. It doesn't even have to be style yeah. because someone just booked my team and they said, hey, do you think we could go like a more cinematic like approach to our engagement session? And they know like, you know, I'm a good listener. So I understand like their needs, ask them the right questions. So I was like, sure. But they they know I'm like you know, going to do a good job. And um, I just, you know, love wedding photography, but it all goes down also for you that you were a wedding photographer for all these years. And, you know, you're constantly listening to people's needs and wants. Um, How did your, how did, like, what, what are the biggest takeaways from being a wedding photographer to now like making brand story videos for wedding professionals?
1: Well, because I was in it, I think because I have the experience of literally filming weddings as a vendor and going well what works for me and and i did do the climb from 200 bucks to over ten thousand a wedding and that was in indiana so like i was you know it's good money no matter where you are per event but in indiana it goes even further than here in socal so i have the experience of kind of knowing like what does that feel like what does that look like what's scary about it and how can how can video help how can investing in video whether you're doing it with someone like me or whether you're just doing it yourself, like, how can I increase my sales to get like that? How can I, how do we do that? Like, how do we actually do that? What's the process like? And, and is that what I want to do? Like is, or do I not really want to charge? Cause when you're charging that much, you're getting level of clients generally who are going to be a little bit, there's, there's very little room for error mm-hmm. in anything. Mm-hmm um like i've i've filmed for plenty of multimillionaire even billionaire weddings and the room for error is zero like you have there you are not going to be forgiven for anything it's like you have a team of three or four people you better get the shot right um but that's that's where i come from i'm like i'm able to see um where everybody is and they're in in the like process of figuring out how they want to shoot and or, or what type of clients they are so yeah. um that's what i bring to that
0: oh interesting um and that leads me to my next question is what is your woo factor what is your larry marshall factor what makes you stand out? i'm excited to share with you all about our first get a heck yes sponsor 17 hats i've been using this crm company for over a decade and i've been referring them to all my frienders for all this time I always know when I'm going to get paid. And most importantly, I get paid. So here is a question. What is holding you back? What's keeping you from finding success as a small business person? It's not passion. The fact that you're listening to my podcast shows that you're eager to learn and get better. Know what holds you back is all the chaos of business, paperwork, mailed invoices, and no system to handle it all. That's where 17 hats comes in. 17 Hats is a better way to manage your small business. It's an all-in-one platform that streamlines everything from lead capture to client communication to click and you're done automated invoices. 17 Hats paves the way for success you deserve by giving you back hours in your day. Find what success looks like for you with 17 Hats. Get started for free at 17hats.com and use my code, heck yes, and it's going to give you guys a 50% off your first annual membership. How amazing is that? Back to the show.
1: I've niched, niched into uh, wedding professionals in particular. So um, because of all the background, that's, it's just like a natural thing for me to come in and, and do. I love meeting people through WIPA. Like, that's just like a wonderful place with wonderful people. Who are very passionate about it because they're in a group you're in a group you're already probably more passionate about it and so i like to hear how why are you doing this like what do you why do you like to do this like it's it's usually more than just like oh i i needed to get a, a job and i thought i like weddings so i'll do it um which is kind of funny because that's where i started and that's okay like if you need to you need to make it happen but then when you're doing it for beyond three years if you make it past three years it's really cool to see like, well, why are you still going? Like what's, what's really interesting about it. What's unique mm. about what you're offering as a, as someone for their wedding. Um, and I just, yeah, I mean, that's, I I do other things of course, besides wedding vendor brand story films, but uh, that's the bread and butter of what I do.
0: I love it. And I don't know. It just, it's pretty cool because even like Holly was saying, like you really even elevated her brand. Like she, booked out um, the weddings of her dreams because it's just that little like video business card on her like email signature. Yeah. I, I've showed it to a couple of my wedding um, photographer friends and they're like, oh shoot, like I would book her, you know, just from that yeah. little video business card. And I think a lot of people are not doing this. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, but it's um, like a shorter video, but you put it on like your email signature um and you know people click it and they're like you know is it she's either for me or she's not so um it's something very very powerful to you know earn their trust so I was like just texting
1: with her and she was like I need to update mine it's been three years oh wow Uh so even just like the type of weddings that she's going for now are a little different and so oh interesting I'll probably be coming along and getting a few. And and that's the other thing I was going to mention. Like you want to showcase what you want to get mm-hmm. in future clients. Like, you, so don't bother having a videographer come on a so-so wedding. Mm. That's just not what you want. Like pick a wedding, like what you did, like that. You're really, you're like, I think this couple, I want more couples like this. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to be great. I want more venues like this. I want more like everything. So and generally, one wedding is the minimum that you would want to showcase mm. in something like that. Mm-hmm. If you can get two, that's great. And then in your case, like we took footage from, you know, your team that you had shot from other weddings in the past, and we could use, that were like more ideal again and, yeah. and showed the breadth of all of the weddings that you've done, showing that you you can handle a lot of situations, um, and lean on. I think you had like fourteen years. Of experience that's what you want to showcase like that's i mean over a decade is a lot of
0: experience. yeah but the wedding that we you went to was just perfect because the bride was just like extremely bubbly and yeah. just full of life and energy like it was just she was like going 90 miles per hour um so she like was. that is so my couple because they're she just was.
1: like a ball of energy yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> i was like i was like wow man she is having a good time she's yeah. having a great time and that's gonna help you attract the like more like um just good time party vibes mm-hmm. that um that you want like um if, if it's a quieter couple it, it, in you you could do it like it would work but like you don't maybe if you could avoid having to get like really quiet couples because just your style is like you know animated yeah, and you yeah, want totally. your client to react to that yeah. and feed off of it uh-huh. so that's what i mean by like ideal like you want to get the people that that you jive with as well. Like it's as much about you as it is about them. Like everybody's kind of interviewing each other. Yeah, that's true. Well, who do I want to get? And so it is important to yeah push away the ones you don't and attract the ones that you really want.
0: Oh, okay. Well, leave it like that. That was a really mic drop moment, but rapid fire questions. What is your biggest, your data too? So maybe dad, boss, time hack.
1: Honestly, like- uh, i don't know if this, is, this isn't really like a time ha- maybe it is it's, it's like day management so like i have a planner where it has a gratitude section and uh things i'm excited about and stuff like that um and it's only so many pages long <laughs> this is like the weirdest thing it's only so many pages long um but i've found an app on my uh, my ipad that lets me take a picture of it and then i use my pencil and i can write and duplicate the pages and just keep going oh infinitely what's the app called? what is it called it's just called good notes okay for the ipad and it's uh it lets you like scan any page and then you can duplicate it you know every day and basically have an infinite journal and not have to keep buying these paper journals yeah
0: i never heard of that
1: yeah so that's my little hack i guess that i just thought of because i do it every day so it was top of mind. I yeah, do it day, so. I got
0: to You got to screenshot it and like send it to me. Um, yeah. That's a good one. Um, you know, it's the end of the year. I think it's December tomorrow, which yeah. is crazy. Uh,
1: yeah, two days. Yeah,
0: two days. So what are like your
1: goal setting tips or what are your goals for next year? Oh, man, I want to work with even more WIPA people like I really do. I want to hit everybody and see if they, if there's something that video could do for them, like I would love to um, put together like some sort of way for uh, like an easier barrier of entry to kind of get into it mm-hmm. and just kind of get your toes wet but yeah. not commit to a full uh-huh. um, investment. That's of a good a idea. Story. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like lower it way down, um, you know, have it cost less. And then if you want to keep going from there, you know, we could it's more of a building block rather than just like i need to invest this much like let's instead do like i'll invest that here and then we'll see and just kind of go up in bits and pieces and just see if that would work and 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 i want to that way just more people could at least just see what it's what this is all about what's this yeah not like, how, and, and not have it cost as much yeah so i love it i want to do that in the spring maybe i call it we call it winter i don't know there's no winter here but for <laughs> me at least used to being like oh january february it'll be you know winter time but um, I'm going to get that offer out there so people can determine that. Yeah.
0: I love it. And you helped me launch my program, the triple threat. So I do yeah. uh, brand messaging and sales and marketing for wedding professionals. So I definitely will be referring more people because, you know, once the homepage of the website is live, they definitely need a video. Um, it goes hand in hand with that so we can work together and you have another video
1: coming i mean you've got another you've got another video coming that's gonna be just about the coaching and and, the, and all of that
0: oh, i do i thought it was already done
1: no i'm i've got a whole nother oh, one i want to
0: give you true. you're amazing
1: no it's a whole oh nother my one god that, okay it's so. not gonna it's not gonna address your it's the audience is gonna be like like wedding vendors, like that, like oh, not not clients. Yeah, you're gonna get another. Really I had client.
0: no idea. You, you keep it yeah. coming, keep it coming. You have. So I many, keep the like, surprises coming. So many added value for me. So I'm. I'm, I'm watching the blown. video.
1: Yeah, I'm. We're watching. It, I'm like, man, there's just so much good stuff in oh, here. Like that's.
0: Yeah. Yay. Okay. Well, that was a little plug for myself. I really appreciate that. Um, and last question: If a wedding professional is struggling right now to get bookings, they feel like they want to give up um, what advice will you, um, what advice would you get them?
1: The first thing for that would be like, what's your close rate? Like, you know, is it above 10%? Is it, or is it like you're at 1%? There's an issue. There's an issue in there, um, somewhere. I, I would say if you've got leads coming in, like, let's just assume that people are inquiring, but then they're not closing. Uh, there's something called defensive marketing that, I'll I'll briefly touch on in here. This is I'll try to keep it rapid fire, Chris. Um, but it. there's offensive marketing and there's defensive marketing. And defensive marketing is all of the marketing that you do to someone who has come to you. So mm. that would be your website, that would be your socials. That's defensive mm. marketing. And then offensive marketing is like, well, what are you putting out there that someone who isn't following you, who is a very cold lead, who maybe even isn't getting married? Like that's not what you want. But you're putting out some sort of content to just kind of like pull them. You're like, Hey, does this speak to you? Uh, That's offensive marketing. So that'd be like your Facebook ads. That would be, you know, ad campaigns that you have going on, at least Mm -hmm. in the online world. But then when they come to you and they actually get on your Instagram, they get on your Facebook and your website, that's now defensive. So to answer your question, I would say, it sounds like maybe your defensive marketing is not there. You're not able excuse me to convince them why they are a good fit Mm. uh, for you and so there's more questions there but that's where that's also where the brand story film helps is it Mm -hmm. figures out that that defensive issue and gets gets you asking I'm gonna ask you those questions and you're gonna you're gonna be like I haven't even thought of that stuff and now I'm gonna have to articulate it out Um, and that'll help land you and close the deals on the clients so that's, that's the really quickest good, I can answer. No, that.
0: that's a really good answer. Um, I'm actually going to mentally like ponder on that today, which is pretty cool things for me, like as a marketing like person to think about. Um, I love how you put that. Um, where can everyone find you and work with you?
1: Well, if you don't see me at a WIPA event, cause I'm trying, <laughs> it's oh, wait, real quick, funny. I made the <laughs> video on why you should join WIPA. Yes. Like, before I joined. WIPA. Ah! like I, I, I wasn't even a WIPA member, which again, is a unique approach, because I got to go, well, I haven't joined. So what would I want? To oh, know? my God. Because if, so cool. if a videographer or somebody were to make it who'd been in there for 10 years, again, it's second nature, you, you maybe aren't yet thinking from a perspective of a new member. And totally. so me making that as someone who just started attending. um, And then, and then I went to like the six or seven events that year and I filmed like all of them and that that's why I had so much good footage. Of wow. but, um, but so funny, this, like, I'm the guy who made why you should join Whippa. So you can find me at Whippa, uh, SoCal, and you can also find me at elevate-films.com. Um, also elevate films, LLC on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, all the instas and socials.
0: Cool. Well, thank you, Larry. (laughs) This is a great conversation. I'm sure, like, we're always gonna be friends. So, pals, wedding industry pals. So, yeah, it's it's a great connection that we made through (laughs) Whippa.
1: Yeah, through Whippa, everybody. You gotta you gotta get into Whippa. Shameless plugs for Whippa. So sorry, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes, I think I'm gonna be like the membership person. So yeah, join (laughs) Whippa. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.